You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Boy, oh boy, um, this is not how I was hoping my makeup episode would go. Um, man. So, as of right now, it seems all but confirmed that David Bakhtiari is out for the season with a torn ACL. I mean, I'm... I'm on the verge of tears here. This is just, it's, un. I mean, you know, look, the season isn't over, but, you know, I, I literally was, was at an all-time high um, in terms of believing in the team and just saying nothing's going to stop this team. Um, man, it just, it, it just goes to show, you know, I mean, it, you can't be you can't be too cocky, and I'm I'm not taking the fall for this one. I'm not taking the blame for being cocky and jinxing it, but um, you know, I mean, in reality, that the tweet could have just as easily been about Aaron Rodgers, and then the season is officially over. You know, um, it's a fickle thing. You know, it wasn't too long ago the Vikings were potentially a playoff team and the one to watch out for, and now the Bears have, you know, like the third best offense in football the last three weeks, and I mean, stuff changes on a dime. You you just never know what's coming. Um, you just got to kind of enjoy the ride. Unfortunately, this is not something any of us can enjoy. Obviously, very happy to have signed Bakhtiari with that extension. That's going to give him some protection. Um, best offensive lineman in football, and I'm, I'm excited for him to help us um, starting next year, bright and early, and, and getting us up to hopefully back-to-back Super Bowls next year. Still a lot of reasons to be optimistic. And, and look, the offensive line as a whole has been dominant. And there are a lot of teams right now in the NFL that, that still have worse offensive lines than the Packers who have just lost two offensive tackles. The Seattle Seahawks do it every single year with nobody. I mean, look at the Bears. The Bears, we know the Bears have a terrible offensive line, yet we also know it's possible we could lose to the Bears. They have Mitch Trubisky in a bad offensive line, and they might win. You know, not having a tackle doesn't, doesn't completely destroy everything. My assumption, um, assuming Rick, Rick Wagner's not going to play, and that was sort of the, the expectation, however, um, it sounded kind of like Wagner's injury was not serious, So he's, but he's probably going to take a week off. Maybe they rush him back just because of the, the situation. If not, we have to assume it's going to be Billy Turner and Elton Jenkins at tackle. More than likely, Billy Turner will be our left tackle. Elton Jenkins will be our right tackle. Um I don't know that for sure, but but I do know Billy Turner has spent more time at left tackle than Elton Jenkins has, and Elton Jenkins has spent more time at right tackle than left tackle, so I'm just piecemealing those two things together. We'll see how it goes. It is, however, a massive benefit to be getting Corey Lindsley back, because if he was out also, we would be in in completely dire straits. Um, I'm going to further assume John Runyon uh, may be coming back at left guard, and Lucas Patrick will be at right guard, so my my final thought, and the, the tackles are a little bit interchangeable here, but I'm going to say Billy Turner at left tackle, John Runyon at left guard, Corey Lindsley, Lucas Patrick, and then Elton Jenkins. It's not terrible, right? We So we still have, I mean, Billy Turner's been playing tackle all year, and he's been doing a good job, right? Regardless of PFF or any of that, 
Aaron's on his feet. That's all I care about. Um, Elton Jenkins played tackle in week nine. Week nine was his third best game of the year. Um, it was, you know, one of the, it was actually his only good game in terms of pass and run blocking. It was the only game where he graded out highly in both categories. So, I mean, it maybe could be somewhat of a coincidence, and obviously he's had better games in, in each category individually, but, I mean, third best game overall when he played tackle. So the point is, he can do it. So I have faith in our tackles. It's not David Bakhtiari, and that hurts and that sucks a lot. But I have faith that they can get the job done. The guards are iffy. Very iffy, especially when we start to look at the fact of wanting to be able to run the ball well. I know everybody's super excited about John Runyon, and, and hopefully he can continue to grow and, and continue to get better at stuff. But we're talking about a 44 pass blocking grade and a 55 run blocking grade. Um, you know, he's he's got some, some growth to do. Uh, Lucas Patrick grades out his average, which at this point I'll take it. Uh, and then, you know, we still have the number one center in football, so... You know, it's not going to come easy. The Bears aren't going to let us run easily. Fortunately, we've got some great running backs that are talented. Uh, we've got all three of them, seemingly. Uh, Jamal should be back, so that'll give us some versatility in terms of how to use them. Uh, you know, from a creativity standpoint, to keep the linebackers occupied. we got a lot, you know, we, we've got the greatest quarterback in the NFL. We've got the best wide receiver in football. We've got three extremely talented running backs with very different skill sets. Jamal is a hammer that can that can be a receiver and a great blocker. A.J. Dillon is a fantastic runner of the football. Aaron Jones, a great runner of the football and a great receiving weapon. So there's there's that overlapping versatility and, and, and all these different ways to attack the Chicago Bears. And again, remember... The only thing this does really is is somewhat level the playing field for the Chicago Bears. But if Mitch Trubisky can play quarterback behind that offensive line, Aaron Rodgers can can play behind the one he has. And let's not forget, you know, David Bakhtiari has been out before. You know, it's similar to Devontae. If Devontae goes out, we assume it's it's over, um, except it's not. But, um, you know, Bakhtiari missed week 7, 8, and 9. That was the Houston Texans game, the Minnesota Vikings game, and the San Francisco 49ers game. We didn't go 0-3, so, you know, this is about as bad as it gets, but it could be worse. Um, To be completely honest, I mean, Aaron Rodgers obviously is a bigger loss. I would argue Devontae might be a bigger loss, and I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to try to compare for the standpoint of being disrespectful to David Bakhtiari, but just, just to give some perspective in terms of not catastrophizing this too much. You know, we've got capable offensive linemen. If Devontae goes out, think about what that does in terms of the lack of versatility that we have. And we know we can win without without Devontae, too. Um, I think losing Jair could be a bigger hit in what he brings. But the fact of the matter is we still have those guys. And, and there's a lot of teams right now that have every bit of, of, of a chance of winning a Super Bowl as anybody else that don't have these weapons. Tampa Bay wishes they had Devontae. They wish they had Jair. They probably still wish they had our offensive line. They're, they're half the, the playoff team still wish they had our offensive line. So, um, you know, if what I really hope this is, and I would not be surprised in the least, David Bakhtiari is a loved person. He he himself is going to be devastated by this. And this, this has every, there's every reason to believe that this is going to be a galvanizing moment for this team. You know, the fact that he's not going to be on the field when they hoist the trophy is painful to him. 
and that is painful to the rest of the team and the fan base. He has earned it as much as anybody else in the NFL. Now, he's, he's still on the team. He's going to be on the sideline. He's going to be able to go out on the field, but he's not going to be able to battle for it. And so you know these guys are going to want to go out and win it for him. You know that offensive line is going to play their heart out. Can you imagine? Think about this. Our biggest fear is what? Our biggest fear is that we see the Green Bay Packers play like they did against Carolina. And what was that? They just didn't show up. What happened when they went up against the 49ers last year? They just didn't show up. When they lose, they lose bad because their head's just not in it. Can you imagine having to look at David Bakhtiari in the eyes after you just trot out there and don't care? I have a feeling they're going to leave everything they have out on the field. The offensive line especially, but guys like Aaron Rodgers are going to battle to the death to honor David Bakhtiari in this. Everybody from the offensive line, the running backs, and even the defense. If there was any doubt whatsoever that they wanted to beat the Bears badly, lay, lay that to rest. I don't know why you would have doubted that to begin with. They needed to, likely needed to win the number one seed. But I think you're going to see a fired-up team like you've never seen before. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to dominate like they did against the Titans, but I think people are going to be surprised. I think a lot of people are going to look at this and they're going to see what they believe to be a fired-up Bears team, a very talented Bears team, and a crippled Packers team. And they're going to expect this to be a battle. And although I expect it to be a battle as well, I think the Packers are just going to be at a... They're they're going to show that they're still the most dominant team in football. But unfortunately, until that time, we've got some grieving to do. Um, Because this is brutal for so many reasons. Again, not only does it genuinely hurt our chances of winning a Super Bowl, but it's, it's painful for the team and for David Bakhtiari and as hard as he's worked. Again, I'm glad he at least got his contract so he can kind of rest in that. You know, he, he, that's kind of the finish line in a sense. But um, again, this this is a special team that, that I know David Bakhtiari has never been a part of before, a, a team like this. And it's uh, it's really a shame he's not going to be on the, on the field for however long they're out there. But again, I, I want that to be the final thought in your head and the, and the final realization that this team, from the coaching staff to the training staff, to the players themselves, are going to be unbelievably motivated. David Bakhtiari, just just to put a final cap on this before I get out of here, David Bakhtiari was on the radio, and he said he expects his team to, uh, to have the right mindset. In fact, he said, quote, I'm assuming all of us in our facility are, de- are definitely going in with a let's beat the piss out of the Bears because we'll get the number one seed. So his, his, his final words, if you will, if we can be overly dramatic about this, were that his expectations for his team is that they're going to be very motivated and they're going to beat the living crap out of the Chicago Bears. Nobody's taking a day off. And if the Bears think for a second that they're going to catch the Packers sleeping or hobbled or anything like that, they're going to find out real quick that they better get on their horse and start playing or they're going to be in for a long day. That's all I know. Anyways, I uh, again, I, I hate that we're ending 2020 this way. The, the year just had to take one more shot. And so... Uh, that's all right, because the game isn't in 2020. The game's in 2021, and that's a new year. And so if 2020 think it got, thinks it got the last word, I hope it's still around to watch the game. It's going to be a different story. Anyways, you guys have a great night. I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your day. Please be safe. I know there's a lot of irresponsible decisions being made currently. Also, since I'm sure the beverages are flowing, I've always wanted to get some drunk calls into my my, <laughs> my phone thing. You know, the the phone thing. 
If you're feeling like it, I, I may or may not use it. We'll see how it goes. 608-501-0718. Call me and let me know how you really feel. Anyways, again, enjoy your day. Please, please be safe. I want to make sure you're around as well to watch that game because it's going to be a good one. Have a good night. See you in 2021. Bye-bye.